Hey everyone, Dave Broadback here. This is the uh, audio for a lecture uh, in Psychology 3256, Advanced Univariate Statistics. It used to be called Design and Analysis 1, but we didn't think that name was scary enough. Also check out the uh, YouTube uh, videos of uh, these uh, lectures. I guess I've now just committed myself to doing the YouTube videos. Anyway, check out my YouTube channel, and you can find them there. Or also at my blog, people.ac.ca slash broadback. So I'm talking about, first of all, I'm talking about hierarchical analysis variance, which is, I'm going to warn you, you should never do this, which is something that I should tell you about, but I'm telling you about it so you don't ever design an experiment like this. Okay? So, our factors are going to have variables, in other words, are usually crossed with each other. In other words, all levels of each independent variable occur with each level. So every level of A occurs with every level of B, for example. Okay? And I, I mean, so, well, we can look at the example here, A1, A2, B1, B2. B, all levels of B occur with all levels of A. Okay? So I'm not talking about subjects. Subjects are often nested. We have independent groups. So that's going to be nested, and that's fine. That's perfectly acceptable. What I'm talking about here is the regular independent variables, not the sort of special independent variable we have, which is subjects. However, sometimes the world throws us some sort of curveball, perhaps a change-up, maybe a screwball, knuckleball, some sort of jump pitch, not a fastball. Not with the baseball analogies. Come on, shake if he's right there. Okay. At least my phone vibrates. I know students, John, asking me something he's in school, but it's the work break, and he's here. Uh, it's me. Yeah, it's you. Yeah, hi. How's it going? Good. Okay, good. Great. Let's see. Um, what do you think of hierarchical analysis? Very good. No? Good idea. Uh, so, sometimes those things are going to be different. Like, here's an example, and this, this is a real example. This actually happened. A friend of mine was asked when he was in graduate school to help someone who was running a clinical trial analyze their data. And one of the things that happens when you're in grad school if you're a psychology student is you take a lot of statistics, you take more. So, those of you who are planning to go to graduate school, this isn't the end of statistics or analysis of variance. It's going to keep going, man. Um, but the thing is, you get so good at it that you can kind of sell your services. So he was there. And you can charge a lot of money. I did it. I charged people $200 an hour. And that was in the 19, early 1990s. Because it's like, well, you don't have the expertise. And you have a big grant to run your clinical trial. Pay $200 an hour. So... This actually happened to my friend Todd. There were three hospitals in Toronto that were testing out different drugs. There are six drugs, and there are three hospitals. But they didn't have uh, These are pain drugs uh, for uh, burn survivors. So it's kind of nice that there were enough subjects. It's, you know, it's kind of sad. It hurts, I'm, I'm thinking, to get burned badly in fire. Um, so there are five burn survivors per group. And there are six hospitals. And you can't, you might say to yourself, well, they like care of the hospitals. Well, because different hospitals have different staffs, you have to get into account, they have different, the food might be different. There's all kinds of possibilities that would affect someone's recovery and their, how they feel about pain. So we have to include hospitals as a, as a factor, as a variable, but they're not crossed with drugs. Not every hospital gets every drug. 
what they were able to do with these people running this clinical trial was they were able to, to, to test the six drugs in three hospitals. So do you see the problem here? So what we have here is we have drugs nested within hospitals. It's crazy. This is not something, and you can see, I hope, I, I imagine you can sort of figure out right away, how in the hell am I going to interpret this? It's going to be complicated. So in this case, things are quite a bit different. We have hospitals, and we have three, uh, three hospitals. So we have two degrees of freedom for hospital. Drugs are within hospitals. There are two drugs within each hospital, two minus one, times three hospitals. So we get subjects, sorry, drugs are nested within hospital. Now subjects are nested within drug by hospital interactions. They're not next, it's not subjects within drugs within hospitals. Right? So it's not S within D within H. It just doesn't work that way. Because okay. as far as the subjects are concerned, I was thinking of this way. You sort of look up, and what could you see? I see a drug in a hospital. I can't see over here, which is a bit of a blind joke. Thank you. So, drug hospital. Subjects are nested with drug hospital interactions. So, our error term is going to be subject to the drugs in the hospital. So, this is going to be. Todd, when he, my friend Todd, when he, when he uh, is consulting, he said you have to analyze about this. You can't just look at the hospital drugs. You have to look at the hospitals as well and take it into account. But the nice thing is, of course, we have now separated the variance that's only due to hospitals, that's this, with the variance that's due to drugs within hospitals. So that's going to give us a little more statistical power. So that's a good thing. Right? That's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. So this is a case where this is going to be useful. It's usually in a field type experiment. It's not the only place you can do this kind of work, or you would do this kind of work. Typically, what would happen in this case is somebody, if, if a student came to me doing their honors thesis and said, "I want to do an experiment like this," I'd say, "Nope, nope, 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 nope. You will, you will get all levels of D occur with all levels of H, or all levels of A with all levels of B. I would not allow someone to do an experiment." Yes, John. Do you have an uh, audio book? No, I'm not going to put on an audio book. I'm much more interested in most audio books. Let's go to some of the Be quiet. Okay. Thanks. Um, not everybody gets jokes, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. Not unlike me, by the way. You, you, you inherited that from your father. Um, that's that's a power tools. Is that? Assassin power tools. Assassin? Let's, did you say assassin power tools? No, add some power tools. Add some power tools to this? Yes. Why? How How would you put power tools in this design? You would make it much more interesting. <laughs> oh, well, almost anything could make this go with the here. I realize how freaking boring this stuff is. You're not denying Yeah, so you're saying I should just have a couple of, like, like uh, I don't know, power drivers? <laughs> That'd be kind of good. Maybe next class I'll bring one of those in. I can really find power tools up on the house. Juggle the chainsaw. Or a fork. Or a couple of chainsaws. You don't want the blind man with the chainsaws. Yeah. All right. So you can see that for our time, this is going to be a useful type design. Or you can add technology to this. Okay, that's enough. Music? There will be music in the podcast. There's always music at the beginning of the year. 
Not on the YouTube video, but the podcast. <coughs> so, like where that came in? So here's another example. This is making it a little more complicated. This isn't a real world one. This is just one I cooked up. So in this case, we've got something that looks kind of crazy. So we've got, I said, I just assumed three subjects per group. Put that over there. So we have nesting as well as a within subject variable. Stop checking your phone when it vibrates. It's right there. Um, so what are our within subjects variables here? And what are our between subjects variables? So what's the between? Or what are the betweens? The B's between. B's between. Sure, different subjects and different levels of B. Within. C is between. No, C is within. Look, because everybody gets C1, everybody gets C2. A. Right? A. A must be as well. But when we talk about B, can we, can we talk about B on its own? We have to tell something, but we have to say it's B within A. Right? Because different levels, different subjects, sorry, different levels of B are within each level of A. You see B1 and 2 are within A1, and B3 and B4 are within A2. You see that? So different levels of B are within different levels of A. So we have nesting of subjects, of course. We also have nesting of variables. So the Yates order thing, it's just, it says order is, which sounds like a great word. It's not. It should be order is. Yates order is your friend. It's going to tell you how to do this between subjects within. The final bit of Yates order is to say that we do the when we do between subjects, we do the, the, the top of the hierarchy first. So we do A before we did B. For between subjects variables are A and B within A. Our subjects are nested within what? A by B interactions, and then C is a within variable. Okay? So we have A, B within A, S within A, B, and C. And then we just have to list them out, get the interactions, and everything will come out perfectly. So do you understand the design so far? It's weird. No one would ever make an experiment like this. <laughs> you, you, have, you have your mind to make an experiment like this. That idea. How do you know that it's different levels of B within different levels of A? Because, look, B1 and 2 are within A1, and B3 and 4 are within A2. Okay. Just you never really look at it and say, how do, how do I talk about B? I can talk about A on its own. I can say A1 and A2. I don't talk about B at all. However, I have to talk about A when I talk about B. I can't say, is there an effect of B? I just say, no, it's B within A. Oh, okay. okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. I can talk see what it's on. That's easy. So it's going to look like this. A is the, the top of the hierarchy. We're going to list that first, and it's, and it's a between subject circle. So it's A, B within A. Now we can't go B within A by A, that would be weird. So we just go S within A and B. So far, this is easy. And then you go C. C by A, C by B within A, C by S within A B. Done. This is one of those cases, again, you wouldn't typically have a design like this. By the way, SPSS can handle designs like this. Um, when you do use the GLM procedure, the linear model procedure, you have to talk about the nesting. But it can be done. But you'll never analyze data like this 
at this university. Maybe if you go on to graduate school and do some weird field experiment. But at that point, say, my old stats prof said never to do this. Can we get more money so we can run the experiment properly? That would be what you want to do in this case, okay? And we're going to test everything with the thing below it that has subjects in it. A, that's very good. B with an A, there you go. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. So it's an annoying kind of design, but it can be done. You should be able to go the other way too. I talked about this about how on your final exam, I guarantee you there will be questions that have a design and give you the source of variation your freedom table. There will also be questions like this. And this question is like, here's the source of variation degrees of freedom table, how do you get the design? Okay? So let's go through it. What's our between subject variable? What do we have? What's a between subject variable? What do we even have? Very impressive. Yeah. Yeah, right. You want to come up here while I lecture? Sure. Yeah, you want to come listen? Okay. So, John, what do you think of the between subjects variables here? Is it B or A? A. Yeah, that's wrong. B. That's wrong. <laughs> Go back and sit down and lose. Um, yeah, well, we should. Yeah, we should. Why did you know that? Your sister knows it. She was my TA for a while in this class. Now, she's also 24 and older than you and been to university. But anyway, still in university. <laughs> B is between because it's between subjects within. Oh, that, that just gave away spoilers. A is the within. So now let's get, let's build this thing. How many levels of B do we have? Three. Three. So wait, back up. Back up. Yes. So <laughs> back up, back up. that's comedy. So between is always going to be listed as our first independent variable. Then? Yes. Yeah. It's always like between subjects within. Yeah. Oh. oh. Like, oh. Yeah, I only have a light call, but it would be better. Seriously, though. <laughs> no, seriously, that's part of this. It just it does that. That's that's why Yates did this when he came up with this. So what if there was no between? How would that look? Subjects would be first. Okay. And it, there'd be no nesting of subjects. Gotcha. So, we got three levels of B. this. Oh, I could have just left that. And how many levels of A do we have? How many levels of A do we have? Also, I guess. Is, do all levels of A occur with all levels of B? Yeah. Yeah, because we have B by A interaction. It doesn't say B within A or something crazy like that, right? Because I didn't really have to replace all this. Well, what's left? We have to list the subjects. So, subjects are within B. Different subjects get different levels of B. One, 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 two, 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 three, three, three. Oh, how many subjects are there in each group? Ten. You just you're just guessing at this point, right? You just threw out ten. <laughs> how many subjects are in each group? The pl easiest place to look is here. We have S within B. 
and that's going to be n minus 1 times p equals well, 9, so it's there. And we know what b equals. It's 2, or so 3. So 3n minus 3 equals 9. 3n equals 12. n equals 4. Algebra. That's one way to do it. There's another there's an easy way to do it, too. You go, what? We got 9 cells, 36 total observations. Oh, it's got to be 4. Oh, you can start with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this, this is actually how the design can get so much more complicated that that's actually probably easier. If right. you if you're like haven't done that in a long time. Oh come on, you can do that. Maybe if I think about it. Yes, you can. Anybody can do that. A trained monkey can do that. <laughs> I mean you can do a pretty well trained monkey. Yes. So total would be 36? 36 observations. Okay. We got nine cells. Okay. 36 divided by nine is four. So it's got to be four. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's one way to do it. In fact, I would do it both ways. In fact, when I used to do these kind of problems, oh, I, understand. I would do both. I'd do the algebra, but I'd also do that just to double check it. Because if they disagree, one of them is wrong. So I better make sure. Three levels of use of six, but no, I get it because of the interaction. Right. So this is, in a couple of weeks, in a couple of weeks, I will set up uh, a study group on Facebook to exchange questions, and I'll also put questions and answers in there. Um, there's no rush, because our exam isn't until, what is it, like the 30th of Brunier? <laughs> Anybody get that reference at all? Um, the 15th of Brunier. No, it's the 19th of April, yes? Yes. That's, that's a month. That's literally more than a month away. So I, I don't think it's really traffic yet. There are a couple of weeks I'll set up a more Okay? And you'll have a lot of examples in there. Okay. So, things to remember about these. Oh, Joe, you got a question? You good? Okay. So, using each order, you can figure out any design in the error terms. That's the first thing you remember. We've got a little problem here with these hierarchical designs. Is hospital a fixed factor or a random factor? Why we're going to say it's a fixed factor, we can say that, that's fine. Hospital seems a whole lot like subjects to me. And in that case, the expected values all go out the effort window. Yeah, you can calculate them, it's doable. Um, and in fact, in a really good graduate level stats book, there are tables at the back telling you how to calculate expected values, and it's doable. Except that that doesn't sound fun. Um, so the error term part is going to make it get a little more difficult conceivably. Uh, so is hospital fixed or a random factor? I, I don't know. I can make an argument probably both ways. So I just avoid these designs like the plague. They're, they're no good. They're very, very bad. Also, what's your final result? See, you get drug, the, a drug effect in that experiment. <coughs> drug in the hospital. What does that mean? It means each drug within each, the drugs within hospitals are different from each other. Oh, notice how I had to say within hospitals. So I got to talk about the hospital too. That's not what the drug company wants within the, the study. It's not the interaction they want, it's the interaction <laughs> they need. But, like that uh, Point is, these designs are really hard to interpret. So don't do them. Just don't do them. Okay? 
Questions about that before we move on and talk about the Latin squares? Good. Just get yeah, don't. Just don't. So Latin squares. So we've talked about blocking on a nuisance variable, right? Um, we've, and repeated measures, of course, is a special case of blocking. The nuisance variable there is it's, it's a person, but we can factor that out. That's it's the ultimate blocking variable is using the same person. We can just block these too, that's not a problem. We can also do something that we're not going to talk about in this course. Uh, you will learn about graduate school for the graduate school. It's called ANCOVA, which is analysis of covariance. And what you do is you, it statistically removes a nuisance variable. It's not nearly as accurate. It's, all, it's somehow funny as well. But it's not nearly as accurate uh, as doing blocking. It's, it's complicated and it involves a lot more assumptions. But it can be done. Looks funny, sir. What's so funny, though? You should do this as quick on this channel and tell me now. Say that's not. You're not getting older. Are you getting older? I mean, is this still getting old? Yes. No, it is. It's still going. <laughs> yeah. No, it's over, buddy. Uh, okay, so that's enough. All right. That. That. Okay. Shh. Please. Okay. So we could do any more. Uh, you will learn that in graduate school through grad school. Um. What if you introduce these variables? Which is something that happens. It's certainly possible. Um, so now you have two nuisance variables and a third variable that's your independent variable. You sit down, please. Now I'm, I'm trying my job, okay? I promise. Okay. I'm just that I'm thinking and then you interrupt me. Kind of like at home. Okay. So you gotta kind of put them together. Now you could think of it, you could cross them all, you could have interactions, but that's going to be really hard because we have to find people, for example, in different blocks and block them on, that's going to be really difficult. So what we can do instead is put these together in, in a different fashion. So you put one nuisance variable in a row, one in a column, and then independent, levels of independent variable in each cell. This is something called a Latin square. Okay. This design isn't horrible. It's not common, is all. So, what you can do is you're going to put one nuisance variable in rows, one in the columns, and then we're going to have that a level of the independent variable in each cell. So it's going to look like that. Oh, that's cool. So we have one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, and then we have A, B, C, and D in this case, by the way, are not independent variables. They are different levels of the one independent variable we're interested in. So there's four different levels of the variables. There's four variables, uh, levels of the variables, sir. Yes, now I just made the same mistake. I said that it's not that. <laughs> yeah, there are four levels of the independent variable, four levels of columns for blocking, and four levels of rows for blocking. Um, and you can see this, for example, if you had, if you want to cross all these, right, and you, you get interactions and all that fun stuff, you would now need a 4x4x4 four 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 design, 
which is uh, 1640, 1654, 32, uh, 72, 4 plus 4 is 16, plus 4, 36, 72 levels, 72 cells. You're not going to find, you're not going to get subjects, you can't. It's going to be really hard to do, that's why this was invented. And if it's 5, it's going to be 5 times 5, 25 times 5, they need 125 cells. 6 is going to be Cybalus. No, 749, 7. Uh, bigger. So, yeah. It's crazy. So this is nice. This is a way to deal with this. Put that over there. So A, B, C, and D again are levels of a factor, non-independent variables. Each level occurs once in each orthogonal position. The first position, second, third, fourth. I don't know if I'm cutting ahead of what you have, but can you can you give me an example of how there would be four levels of independent variables? Oh sure. So it's uh, four different. What could that be? Well, it could be any variable. So it could be four different smells. I picked that for a reason, actually, because this is an example that I have. An honors thesis student of mine did use a design like this once, where she had an eight by eight square. So she had sixty-four things. But eight, but not an eight by eight by eight design, which would be a hellish nightmare to collect the data. So there would be four different smells. Yes, and then we have four. We have four levels of the nuisance variable here, and four levels of one here. Okay. Okay. So and it's just something we can measure, but we we know it have an effect. Whoops. So that. So each level. Let's go back. Good. Okay. Each row, each column has each level once. See? It's only, here's, here is once in there, once there. So A, let's look at A. It's once in row one, column one, once in row two, and column two, once in row three, column one. Now, by the way, the head doesn't have to go A, B, C, D, and then shift it over. Like, there's no reason that the one that's here in three couldn't be in here in two. And in fact, what you should do is do that randomly. Uh, is choose where the levels go as long as within those constraints. You should do that randomly. There are ways to do it. One of the ways is, in fact, uh, again, good level, good graduate level statistics book will have a table in the back of, of Latin squares. It'll just have a table and you just pick one. Uh, so randomly, say there's ten different possibilities, so or whatever, roll dice and say, okay, I'll take that. That's one way to go. Um, you can, there are computers, there are websites that will do this for you too. They'll just give you a Latin score. And they'll sort of basically where the A and the Where the A's, B's, C's, D's, E's, and F's are. So you need equal numbers of rows, columns, and intent variable levels. And then what you get is X equals U plus alpha plus beta plus gamma plus epsilon. But, and that looks familiar. Yeah. But, so A score equals the grand mean plus the rows, the columns, the independent variable. This is the one we care about, by the way. And, of course, error. Or residual. It's often called residual in this kind of analysis. I don't know why. What is it? What's, what's left over? So that's why it's called residual. Yes. And it's a very it's a nice general term residual for any kind of leftover variance. You'll see it a lot. Uh, I think it shows up in SPSS actually. Uh, 
So the analysis of variance looks like this. We have, by the way, what you have, you have P rows, P columns, P levels of the independent variable, and then the residuals P minus 1 times P minus 2, which will give you big N minus 1. So with our example we had before, where we had four rows and four columns and four levels, we have three, three, and three. <coughs> right? And then we get what? Six, right? Because that's going to be three times two, six. Nine and six is fifteen. Oh, beautiful. And there's going to be sixteen possible degrees of freedom. This is not simple because you said that you need equal number of rows, columns, and infinite variables, so it's a lot simpler to fill. Well, you, there's no way those are ever going to be different. Right. Yeah. Yeah, unless it's some sort of really hard question when you're in graduate school on a midterm. I'm just, that happened. <laughs> yeah, that happened. It was an incomplete Latin square. My God, what a nightmare trying to figure out how to analyze that. I can do that. I don't know. What do you do? Prof was right that he'd leave the room. You know, we just talk with each other. Does anybody know how to do this Latin square? No. And the only the error term is residual. So you divide independent mean squared for independent variable by mean squared for residual. Uh, you can do these on SPSS again using general linear model, but you have to say one 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 for the effects kind of thing. Like uh, sorry, that it's like rows, columns, and then variable. It can be done. So this kind of design, if you can meet. It has rather stringent assumptions, right? And some of the assumptions, I mean, if you take a look, there's no interactions. Just like with blocking variables, though, right? And how do you know there's no interactions? You can't know that. So you better be damn sure there aren't any. So you're going to have to look at old previous research and say, okay, does this blocking variable ever interact with this independent variable? Does this one interact with the independent variable? Do these two blocking variables ever interact with each other? Right? So you've got to make sure that's the case. Well, the nice thing is, by the way, if you do have interactions, where's it going to go? Look at the model. It's only going to make the error bigger. So it's going to make it, you're not going to make a fool of yourself by saying something happened, but you might miss something. Um, you also need equal levels, number of levels of rows, columns, and independent variables, which is not incredibly um, easy to find an experiment that's going to work like that. My student, I think it was 2009, when my own student, Jen actually did an experiment that we use a lot square. It's the only time I've ever seen one in my career um, that I was involved in. Uh, I, of all the times I've reviewed papers for journals, I've seen one once. It just doesn't happen. But it's a, it's a reasonable variable, it's a reasonable approach to wrong with Okay? Unlike the nested design we talked about previously, which is just off and you should avoid, you can, you can do these, but it's hard to meet all these assumptions. Questions about these things?